Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Say what needs to be said. Mr. Pick 6, back with another episode. All right, we got Stefan Diggs. Now, what's going on with Buffalo, Stefan Diggs, and the talented receiver, man? Uh, you know, we heard him in the uh, headlines before in the past, but, you know, let's talk about it. We got Steve Nate Smith claims on national television. He got sources that uh, say Stefan Diggs wants out of Buffalo. Now, even if he did have sources, you know, uh, should he go on national television and, and break the bank like that right there in front of everybody? I mean, I, I don't know where he heard it from. I'm sure Stefan didn't want that that out like that. Um, but, um, you know, let's talk about it. How much truth you think it is, first of all, to that with stuff uh, with Stephen A. Smith coming on national television, being that he is a, you know, a broadcast commentator looking for clicks and likes and, uh, you know, streams. So how much truth to it is, do you think it is to that first and foremost? You know what I mean? Because for me, right, if Diggs wants out of Buffalo, why? Why would he want out of Buffalo? What could be causing all the friction and the tension? You know what I mean? Because for me, I don't see the problem. I don't see there being an issue. You know how the productivity is there. You know, you're playing with a great quarterback, um, got a good coach. The team is winning. They're showing signs of, you know, in the past of, 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 of on an uphill, you know what I mean? But now I kind of got them trending down, so they got to kind of reinvent themselves. Is it the money? You know, is the ego? You know, I, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out, man, because, you know, just past, in the past 22 season, I think it was just passed last year. He just signed a four-year extension worth up to $96 million. So the money is there. He's making good money. He's one of the highest paid. What is the issue, right? He's getting the ball a lot. He's one of the most productive uh, receivers in the league, right? He's been targeted at least 10 times a game. I mean, I think that's the average. He's been targeted 10 times, whereas before it wasn't that much. So, you know, that was the situation, right? So let's talk about that, right? Do y'all remember uh, when he played for Minnesota back in week five? Um, out of nowhere, he just missed practice. I don't know if y'all remember, but let me, let me make y'all remember, right? He missed practice and he said he was unhappy with his role in the offense, right? So he was going to decide to miss practice without letting any of the coaches know, right? And that caused a lot of problems. And he was reprimanded and fined significantly for that, right? And then, right, so... He, that was when he was with Minnesota. Out of nowhere, I'm trying to put something together for y'all, right? So now when he leaves Minnesota, he's at Buffalo. He does an interview with uh, ESPN. And they're asking him about the situation, you know, because uh, everybody kind of wanted to know what was going on. In the interview, this is what he said. During the interview with ESPN, this is after the Minnesota Vikings, he was uh, asked what led to him skipping practice and ultimately wanting out of Minnesota. This is Stefan Diggs right here. The Vikings were kind of gearing towards a run-heavy style offense. And at that time, I didn't know it going in. I didn't know what was going to be that way. It was going to be that way. They only would allow me to do so much. In my eyes, it wasn't going to be the best interest of my career, right? Sounds a little selfish, sounds a little emotional. Typical offensive player, right? Egotistical, you know, I want the ball, right? now. You fast forward to this year, right? There's a common denominator in this situation, right? In the mini camp, uh, when uh, teams was reporting back from mini camp and stuff like that, uh, out of nowhere, he skipped mini camp. He skipped mini camp, and that caused a lot of drama and, um, in Buffalo. And the head coach came out and said it was very concerning for the receiver to leave the team's facilities and miss mandatory mini camp. 
Now, the head coach, uh, Sherman Durner, he came back and later retracted that and said, you know, he kind of excused him and he was uh he was excused to miss that uh that mini camp, right? So in 2022, Stefan had over 1,400 yards receiving. 2021, he had over 1,200 yards receiving. In 2020, he had over 1,500 yards receiving. And like I said before, in Minnesota, he was only being targeted like four times, you know, four or five times. You know, it fluctuated a little bit, but on the average, it was like four times a game. So he complained that he wanted the ball. Then he come to Buffalo. You know, he, he wanted the ball over 1,500 yards, over 1,200 yards. He's being targeted over 10 times, you know, about 10 times a game. So what is the issue? I don't know, man. You know, he's complaining about the way the offense is, uh, you know, uh, taking place and the way the offense is going again. The same thing he was doing in Minnesota. So I don't know, man. It seems like uh, one of these typical offensive players, man, they're egotistical and they want to dictate everything, man. But uh, he's a very productive uh, receiver and he's deserving of what he's doing. Um, He's uh, helping raising this team to a high level. So, you know, let's figure out what is going on and let's see, uh, is there any truth of this, what Stephen is uh, saying about him? But, you know, obviously Stephon came out and he said he 100% want to be in Buffalo. He made that statement. He made that loud and clear in front of everybody. Obviously, he had to do that being that Stephen A. Smith came out on a big stage and said that blatantly that he has sources that Stephon wants out of Buffalo. So, um, man, y'all like, comment, subscribe. You know, y'all tell me what y'all think. Is it Stefan that's, you know, uh, taking these things too far, you know, having being a little egotistical, you know, being that he got everything he want. He got the money. You got to get the ball or, you know, maybe the city or is, is uh, you know, does he have a valid point and a reason for wanting to be out of there? Right. So let's go uh, talk about some reporters. Right. The reporters, the media and uh, the NFL and how Joe Nix, Joe Mixon is a. Uh, Stirring this pot up, right? Now, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me explain to y'all. You know, I gotta, I gotta make it be transparent with y'all so y'all can understand. You know, as an NFL player, first and foremost, when you sign your contract, you are required to speak to the media and to cooperate with the media and um do interviews and talk and you know, after the game, before the game. Every uh every team has a as a slot. You have you take like an hour out of practice or meetings, and that's, that's dedicated to the media. The media come in the locker room and, you know, whoever they want to talk to, who they might have, have a story, they, you know, they conversate and talk, you know. Some some players in um, media have a dialogue, you know. It's all good, right? You know, as players, you know, we don't realize the media is here to help the game. The game gain exposure, you know. The bigger the game is, the bigger the players is. So, you know, that's the point of the media. Show the highlights and all that stuff, you know, keep bigging the Bigging the game up, so uh, you know, making it bigger and, keep, and helping it grow. You know, growing the platform. You know, for us players, right? Some athletes come in understanding how to market itself and how to use the the media to their advantage, and 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 it's an asset for them. So they're using it in a good way, and it's helping them make money and build their brand up. Other athletes like myself, we don't understand the media, so we come in thinking <laughs> the media is only here to cause controversy, drama you know, and all that type of stuff. So we didn't use or we don't use the media correctly. We stay away from them. Uh, and we look at them as, a, as bad guys. And I think that's a, a bad approach, right? And, you know, I'm not being a hypocrite here. I'm, like I said, we're being transparent. I want to tell y'all the differences. You know what I mean? If I could go back in time, I would try to use the media to my advantage. You know what I mean? Instead of, you know, looking at them like the enemy, right? You know, like I said, their job is to, cre- to critique, 
to criticize the players, the coaches, uh, the organization, you know, whether it's the owner, whoever uh, is contributing and, and uh, to the team and its success or is, is non-success, um, you know, that's what the media is here, to be transparent. Everybody got to be transparent with the fans and, you know, the people so they can learn, right? All right. Joe Mixon, he calls out four reporters and says he's not speaking to these guys because I don't know, you know, maybe he don't like what they're saying about him and what they're reporting about him, right? And these four guys, are you got Ben Baby with ESPN, Kelsey Conway with The Inquiry, James Rapplin with SI, and James Morrison with PFN. These are the four writers, right? So he calls these people out and says, I'm not talking to them, right? And I used to be the same way, right? I see a reporter and... And they make a report about me. They go on ESPN or whatever, and and it's something I disagree with. Now, sometimes they have some truth to things, right? And when they have truth to it, it is what it is. You got to embrace it, go confront it, talk about it, and um, make some make them go write something good. Because if it's true to it, it's true to it. it is what it is. What you gonna? You can't be mad because somebody's writing. Uh, they're doing their job about reporting about the play and don't you know, and you're not playing up the standards or, you know, or whatever, you know what I mean? And, and this could be pro- part of the problem too, you know, the situations you create. Cause Joe Mixon, he had some troubles in the past before, right? Where he, he was clear from, for being charged with misdemeanor, aggravated menacing after he was accused of pulling a gun on a woman in traffic, right? You know, allegedly, right? He was accused, you know, that was cleared up. But a most recent situation, he is subject to a civil lawsuit after a teenage neighbor was allegedly shot in the foot while standing in Joe Mixon's yard, right? He isn't the one accused of shooting. He was just, you know, in Joe Mixon's yard. That's what's dragging him into the lawsuit. So, well, you know, if, 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 if these guys are doing all these reports and you coming up in the media and they're doing these reports about the situation you're in, yeah, it might make us mad at the players. But like we say, they're just doing their job. They're here to help bring awareness and attention to 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 the game for us and then for the fans. Like I say, everybody's here to be transparent, right? And that's the job, right? But playing professional sports can be mentally challenging. Every day you wake up, you hear people talking about you, got, you know, negative things to say about you, more negative than good, and all you can really see is the negative. So it's mentally challenging. That's why, the, you know, the mental health aspect is, is so, you know, they're bringing a lot of awareness because it's something we have to try to be stronger in and, and get uh, help if needed, right? Because they're not going to stop coming as they don't know the mental awareness and I mean the, the mental things we go through. They just doing. They just feel like they're doing their job, and you know, regardless of how we feel, you know what I mean. So you know, and when you playing bad, like you say, it is what it is. You can't run from the media because when they're doing good, you got to step up in there and uh and let that and let your face and and, and let everybody see you. So you got to just learn to embrace the journey. Right. Learn to embrace the journey overall when you, you know, attempting to make it to the league or you're in college or if you make it to the NFL, embrace the journey. Good, bad or whatever. You know, go with the flow. Have fun. You know, you're going to be bad days. It's going to be good days. Embrace both of them. You know, stand up like a man when it's, you know, when it's when it's going bad and stand up like a man when it's when it's going good. You know, big yourself up, you know, get your money, you know, make your brand bigger. Uh, Show these uh, companies and these uh, these big companies you could be a good asset for them. You got there, you get a couple picks, 
man, go shower up, put on your clothes, stand in that locker. Hey, I'm here. Hey, Frosted Flakes, what's up? You know what I mean? Popeye's chicken. I'm here. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, show them, show them what you buy. So the, the moral of the story, right, is the media is here to make the game larger than life, right? They're here to create stories. They're here to create, to make sure this, this game is always in our face. This, uh, this is one of the most exciting games out. And, you know, they're part of helping the NFL owners pioneer the NFL, the media, you know, all that, the sports centers, you know, the writers, everywhere. That's a part of the media. So, you know, uh, just embrace it, man, and use it to your advantage. Then we got Jonathan Taylor and Jim Arce, right? They was at a standoff recently. We all heard about it. Uh, Jonathan Taylor left the facilities, went to go rehab on his own. Uh, and, you know, owner Jim Arce acting, you know, I guess he's the owner Jim or whatever, you know, if these owners coming out, they're speaking their peace these days. But, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. Right, right. And he says he's not trading his running back. Now he's kind of stepping back off that take a little bit. He says, yes, you're going to give him permission to seek a trade. Now, sometimes you got to understand, like you say, everybody has emotions. You know, everybody's, you know, feel, you know, some 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 of us, man, we feel alpha male feel, you know, we all alpha male. Right. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, your emotions be, be, be caught up in the middle of things. And then you have the owner like, no, it's my way out of the highway. And then you got Jonathan on the other side saying, you know, I feel like I deserve this. So. You know, I'm, I'm right for me holding out. I'm a rookie. I, I've been way more productive than what my contracts say I'm supposed to be. So, you know, I deserve this. And, um, you know, cooler heads going to prevail at all times. And then, you know, now, you know, they see eye to eye. I guess Jim Irsay, you know, feels he's not worth what he wants. And he's let him seek a trade. So now he's seeking a trade. And they're saying the Dolphins are the front runners to, you know, exploring this trade. But now we might run into this whole running back dilemma, this whole running back issue. What is the value? What are you seeking? Are you seeking $15 million a year, $18, $20 million a year, and we only want to give you 12 or, you know what I mean? So we got to see because, um, you know, Dalvin Cook was able to go out there and land a pretty decent deal. You know, one I think it's a one-year deal at $8 million in his seventh you know, going into a seventh, I think it's seventh year. Um, you know, going into your seventh year as a running back, that is considered pretty old and pretty long when you when you're uh, when you're playing the NFL as a running back. So for him to land that, and you know, I think that's pretty good. He's pretty healthy. He shows that he he's holding his own, and um, you know, he can still maintain and play at a high level in the NFL. But now Jonathan Taylor, you know, how does he even fit? With the Dolphins. Do the Dolphins think that he can be the game changer to help them get to the Super Bowl? Because that's all the Dolphins are looking for. They're looking for people that are going to help them get to the Super Bowl. That's the Dolphins' goal. The Dolphins is doing whatever it takes because the time is now for the Dolphins. They have all the talent. There's no more time to waste. So I don't know if this uh will be a good move. You know, we see him uh, walking around. Um, I don't know if he's doing that on purpose or you know, to to get what he need or he's really feeling um, injured. So, you know, you got to pass the physicals, the tests and all that stuff to make the trade happen and all that. So we got to keep our eye on this and see how this goes. Dolphin fans, do you like this trade? Do you think this is going to help y'all get over the hump? Huh? 
man, you know, talk to me. Let me know, man. Like I say, y'all like, comment, subscribe. You know, tell me what y'all think about these situations. And, uh, you know, Mr. Pick Six, you know, we're going to say what needs to be said. Salute. I'm out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.